From the mean streets of Essex, England, broadcasting around the world, this is WhatCast. Hello, hello, hello. This is WhatCast. My name's Matt, as you all know, if you are a long-term listener. No live audience this week, so I'm going to crack straight on with the show. Um, this week, I'm going to be talking about 15-minute cities. Now, if you've not been living under a rock, you've, uh, you would know what this is about. 15-minute cities, all to save the planet. We know this, right? So uh, you can't really argue with it. Or can you? I'm fucking gonna. It's a load of bollocks as far as I'm concerned, but they're doing it in my country, in the K of you here, Oxford, um, rolling it out pretty shortly, apparently, or might have done it already. I've a swig here of Pepsi Max. I know I can't lie. I've literally just started. I've got a few street of quality here left over from Christmas. And I've got a bit of Coke here. So, well, it ain't Coke, it's Pepsi Minimum. <sighs> Knock that back. So, we'd be doing uh, Oxford, apparently, a start in this. Canterbury are thinking about it. And there's a place in Saudi Arabia called The Line that I'll be getting into pretty shortly. I'll be talking about The Line in Saudi Arabia. If you've not heard about that, this company called Neom or something like that. If you, if you ever browse social media, uh, you might see. Um, Little adverts, like paid for advertisement popping up from this this company called Neom or Neom or something like this. Fuck knows what it is. And it's advertising how great their initiatives are for the future of like AI and all of this. Basically, transhumanism, I think people call it. And uh, as far as the line and other 15-minute cities where you, you just, you've got everything you could possibly need just on your doorstep. Why do you need to go anywhere? Save the planet. Stay in your 15-minute city. And obviously these people, I think as Adam West sent me a thing the other day, and I think a couple of other people did as well, of like this, it's a mock-up. It, it can't be true. But you know like when people have that circle around them on, on the book of face and it says, I've had the COVID back thing, and things like this, right? Well, this one is... um. This one is uh, I've uh, I've agreed to stay in my fifteen minute city to save the planet or something like that. <laughs> stupid. It's obviously not real, but it, it, might, be, it might be in the future. You do, you don't know what the sheep are going to do next, right? You're going to have to forgive me for a second because I'm about to munch a street of quality an orange one. All right, if you know what this is, it's like the orange creams. So I'm going to stick it in my mouth. Uh, also coming up, it's very shortly, uh, and it's kind of a special of the week. If you if you've got memories of what's of the week's previous, you'll know about this one. It's kind of a follow up to to what I did months ago. Hate of the week at the end of the show. Doyle of the week is coming up too. Uh, I'm gonna have to find that Doyle actually. Oh, there it is. I found it. It's right there. The Doyle. Sorry. <laughs> the Doyle will be coming up. Um, I don't know, whenever I feel like it. Just remind well, you can't remind me, you're not talking to me. Uh, I'll be doing the Doyle at some point. Oh, quickly, before I move on, I've got to say a thank you for all of the beers we got over the Christmas period. Uh, let me just jump into my photos to see this. Um, here we are. So there's a list. Someone bought you five beers. Which is 25 quid, right? So cheers for that. Uh, someone, I still haven't found out who you are. Please uh, notify me on something. On one of the social medias, I really want to know who you are so I can say thank you. Uh, some people do like to just be anonymous, but 
Someone's wrote, love your podcast. Great. It's great to listen to while I'm working. You have me in stitches. Merry Christmas, fuckers. Nice. Uh, Nanoid bought you one beer. Nanoid's bought a beer before as well. Slurp it down slowly. It's all like on a full pace. Thank you, Nanoid. Merry Happy New Year now, I guess. It's New Year's Day. Um, Sarah Hadley, very generous. Sarah always bought you a beer. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. A bit late now, Sarah, but Happy New Year. And um, it wasn't late when you said it. It was before Christmas. But Sarah's on the Patreon. Always very, very uh, supportive. Matthew Curd bought you six beers. 30 quid. Thank you, Matthew. Merry Christmas to you unbelievable clowns. And Michelle bought you five beers. So for a very thank you very, very much to all you people that bought us beers for Christmas. Very much appreciate it. Spent on beers, probably. Most of it was anyway over the Christmas period and then the New Year period. So thank you for your continued support. Means so much to me. Always, always thankful. If I don't say thank you one week, just tell me you didn't thank anyone this week for the support. So, you know, I don't want to not ever forget. Uh, I don't want to not ever forget. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about today. I'm a bit pissed off today. Uh, not going to go into details. Well, I'm just a bit annoyed. So it might be a lively show today. Uh, a bit pissed off. But as I say, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. Right. So I'm, I'm going to be a little bit pissed off throughout the show. But I'm... I'm doing all right, I think. I haven't played any sounds yet. That'd cheer me up. I was gonna, I was gonna download a little bit more Oakley. What? Oh yeah, he doesn't like that. Sounds like cognitive dissonance to me, mate. But I just didn't have time. I've just jumped on here and just started recording um, to get the show out in time on Sunday in case I have to edit it in any way. Uh, but if Oakley was here, oh, what a exactly what would be happening to him, right? Because I've been recording. If you, if you haven't been listening, if you haven't uh, kept up to date with the show this week, I've been doing the. Um, what cast extra? Let me find the little jingle for that. Extra, extra. That one, right? So I've been doing what cast extra. I've done two shows this week from my car on my tea breaks with my new little device thing that I bought. Put one of them up. You might have seen one of them if you only follow this uh, feed on the podcast. You might have seen one of them on now. But I did another one all about uh, licenses. They're trying to make you have a license to surf the internet now. So I put that up. Um, I've done a show about that, and that's up. But you need to go in and actually follow. Um, Whatcast Extra, not Whatcast. So it's separate. It's a different one. But all of the shows, all of the extras will be going on that feed. Some of them will be going on a Whatcast feed. If you want to catch all of them, you need to go to that one and subscribe to that one. I'm looking at myself here while I'm videoing this. I've got a new little logo in the back there on the wall of the new logo uh, next to, I've removed the old picture. Well, I haven't. I've just moved it over there. But um, it's next to the one-star review that we got from Doyle. <laughs> so while I'm on the subject, I might as well do it so I don't forget. Doyle of the week might be called, might as well be called cunt of the week, right? But this is the Doyle of the week this week. Um, it is regarding, so it's another one, another stunning, brave person from the talk of tick. Hold on a minute. Swig of Pepsi. Uh, so I put a video up of the Meghan and Harry uh, when I was ripping the piss out of all the royal family, basically, and the Meghan and Harry shit for being a pair of hypocrite twats. And also went on to bitch about Charles and fucking Andrew the pedo with the teddy bears and the fucking queen, the lizard, and all these other pricks, right? None of I don't like any of these people. People can't get their head around it. They think, because they listen to after video, my opinion, if I don't like Meghan and Harry, I must love the rules. If I lo don't love the rules, I must love Meghan and Harry because people are stupid. 
But obviously, uh, someone's not very impressed because this bloke has wrote underneath. So I've literally got hundreds of likes, hundreds of, well, not hundreds of comments, 50, 60 comments, can't remember. Uh, but one of the comments is Phillips604, all right? And Phillips604 says, boring, very, very boring in capital letters right it's telling me it's boring but it's obviously a royal either a royal sympathizer not i nearly said sympathizer then it's like an eight is banned suddenly but uh either likes the royal family or he's a Meg, more likely he's a megan and harry woke twat um so uh phillips is obviously whenever these people get abusive it's not particularly abusive it's a bit of a cunt really any for but he's got no photo his name's phillips so if that's your like if your surname's Phillips, that's a shit surname. If Phillips is your first name, then lose the S off the end, because that's ridiculous. If Philip is your first name, shorten it to Phil, because Philip is a cunt's name. And either way, Phillips, Phillips, 604, Phillips, Phillips with S, without the S, whatever. You just made the list! At a cunt, right? You're the this week's Doyle. So you get on the list and you get to be the biggest cunt of the week. And it's not because I can't take uh, someone not liking the video. That's just because it's always going to be a coward. Like, whenever there's someone, like, the Doyle of the Week will always be a slightly anonymous abuse and run person, right? People don't want to actually come in for an argument all day long. I'll have some of that. But that was uh, this week's Doyle. Should I get straight onto the what? I think I might. Oh, actually, no. Uh, thanks for the beers. I've got one other thing to read out. I've got a bit of a review here. Um... Where is it? Obviously not very organised. Uh, there it is. So it says, new reviews. Uh, entitled, I love them. Right? Ollie Simp has just started following me on the talk of Tick. I've just been notified. Thanks, Ollie. So it says, I love them. Five stars. Love this show. It's so good. Matt and Lee do an excellent job of breaking down all the world's problems and playing devil's advocate as well. Brilliant effort, fellas. Thank you very much. I'll do my best, I'll do my best. All right, so um, quickly then, I'm going to do the Patreon plug that I always do. So next week, I'm supposed to be recording with Amelia. We've still got to finalise that. It's supposed to be, we're supposed to be recording the, the next weekend, uh, which means there will be no Whatcast next weekend. Um, might be some Whatcast extras in the week. Go subscribe to that if you want to, if you can't last a week without a Whatcast. Um but I doubt there'll be one next weekend. But the the deep dive we'll be doing will be on the Patreon the following Friday, which I don't know what date that'll be. Something like the 13th. I think it'll be the 13th. Friday the 13th. Spooky. But it will be about the Obamas, right? Uh, and specifically Michelle, like evidence of Michelle's uh, cock and bollocks. So what are you babbling about? Basically, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a bit of Joan Rivers thrown in there. <clears throat> oh, my God. Choking here. Bit of Joan Rivers. Yeah. I don't know what, what thinking of Michelle's tackle made me joke. I'm not sure. Right. <clears throat> China. Just press that whenever I feel like it. Um, I've got China Tourette's, obviously. And Obama's, Barack Obama's history of whoever he should have ever been president to begin with. Right? I'm not sure this, this, like Trump used to call him out on his passport shit. So we'll be looking into that and see if there's any evidence. Because that was, oh, this was just a hoax. It's all bullshit. And even Trump dropped it in the end. But was he was he uh, suspicious? Was he a different person? Was he actually born in Kenya? 
Like this is this was the rumors at the time that everyone just dropped, but obviously people just drop this stuff because it's it doesn't fit the narrative, does it? So when when things don't fit the narrative, we just tend to fuck them off and forget about them, unless they're against Trump, and then they just run on and on and on. Whether they're disproven fifty times, they just run on and on and on, and we never drop them. Uh, that's nice. I've done a show on that as well. I think on the uh, one of the Whatcast extras is there a left wing bias? In the media, I think there is. Right, so I'm going to go straight in then. Uh, bang it on right now today. What? What of the week? I've got to get into my DDG for to doing this. Now, if you remember, uh, I don't remember what they called her, but the, a woman, when there was no uh, prime minister in the UK, uh, back in the summer, whenever it was, this lady that predicted the future with asparagus, <laughs> mystic veg that's what they called her mystic veg um she she predicted that the prime minister uh, of the uk would be um some random that i've never heard of that never even was in the running like she predicted this will be the surprise they'll definitely this will be the person that they'll definitely you know you could back count on me mystic veg by the way that i don't know if you can see this that is mystic veg Right. So what is she saying now? She's back in the news. Woman uses asparagus to predict the future and it's not looking good for the royals. Right. This is Mystic Veg. Uh, what she's going to predict. A fortune teller who predicts the future using asparagus has revealed her top forecast for 2023. This bird thinks she's a new Nostradamus and he was shit. He didn't get anything right either. So Mystic Veg, you ain't going to fucking get anything right. Uh, Jem Jemima Packington. What? 65, yeah. She says, <laughs> claims to be able to divine, claims to be able to divine knowledge of the future. What does that even mean? I don't know what that means. Um, by tossing spears into the air and interpreting how they land. What spears of asparagus? Over the years, she has correctly predicted major events such as Brexit. I'd never heard of her during Brexit. I didn't see her till the Prime Minister thing, and she got that wrong. As well as Harry and Meghan stepping down as senior members of the royal family. Well, I could have predicted that. Mystic Matt, I could have predicted this, right? Several of her predictions for 2022, such as Croatia winning the World Cup and Boris Johnson clinging to honours Prime Minister, had less success, however. What a fucking shock. This year, she has predicted the Lionesses will continue on from the Euro 2022 win by bringing home the Women's World Cup and added that the Conservatives will hang on to government. Only if there ain't an election, they will. Uh, they ain't going to hang on through an election, not, not as... Not as as easily as people are uh, told what to do in this country, everyone will just vote, like, oh, no, conservatives have their day and everyone will vote Labour, then Labour will fuck everything up and, and everyone will vote conservatives. It's just the way it goes. So I don't see the conservatives calling an election this year. The Asparamansa also said there will be health scares for Princess Anne which comes just a few months after she predicted the Queen's death. Who couldn't have predicted the Queen's death? She's about 175. And she hadn't been out for months. When she saw a broken crown in her spears. What do you mean a broken crown? You've got royal spears, have you? She also said rationing may be considered due to food shortages. 
Sort of believer there. Not sure, right? And more people will return to growing their own food. Well, you'll be out of work then, wouldn't you, Mystic Veg? Because everyone will be doing their own predictions with their own fucking asparagus. Last year, she predicted Croatia would win the World Cup. They finished third. Uh, and that the Oscar for Best Film will go to The Power of the Dog and Benedict Cumberbatch will be nominated for Best Actor. Sadly, neither were correct. She also said Keir Starmer wouldn't stay on as Labour of the Labour Party. And he did, so she got that wrong. Sorry about that, Mystic, Mystic Veg. Jemima's full prediction for 2023. Right, this is all of her predictions. The Lionesses will bring the Women's World Cup home and Serena Weigman or something will be awarded an honorary honorary damehood <sighs> don't affect my wages gareth southgate will receive an is an award in his majesty's new year's honors will he though what for is he going to get that let's see how many of these come true right the government will hang on but we aren't be under ever increasing pressure to grip the economy further devel devaluation of the pound will not be acceptable it's not acceptable now. People will become savvier with food shortages on the horizon. Horizon? Uh, rationing may be considered. <laughs> Fucking hell, really? I hope she's wrong about that one. Fuck that. Um, following th this, people will return to growing their own foods. Gardens will be dug over and allotments will be even more popular. What more popular than not popular at all? Only Arthur Fowler has got an allotment and a couple of fossils, right? Sorry if that's going to offend you. Um, agricultural labour will soar amongst the unemployed. The winter of discontent amongst unions will try the public's patience and sympathy. It will cause unrest between the haves and have-nots. What do you mean? There's always... Oh, this bird's not predicting anything. More royal births will be announced, right? The king's coronation will be a joyous occasion for all those participating. A bright spot in a dark time. I had a bright spot on my nose the other week, and that was in a dark time. Turmoil on the Far East, in the Far East, as a result of super plague COVID. Oh, God, really? The Rona's going to come back again to get us all. But you're right if you're sitting down, as long as you, you don't have to wear a mask if you're sitting down. Tensions between countries will be highlighted. There will be a removal of royal titles. Princess Royal will have health scare, which will show the public just was a hard-working and dedicated member of the royal family. She is, and not to be taken for granted. Oh, you're going to wave at some people around the world. They bring him on and they take out, they bring him on and oh, fuck off. Concerns over climate change will be to the forefront once more. Not from me, they won't. There will be unexpected deaths amongst showbiz personalities, not all age-related. Hmm, wonder what that could be. You mean sudden deaths? Certain high-profile public figures, not MPs, will be revealed as corrupt. Isn't that every year? More Hollywood A-listers will come out as gay. This will be quite shocking to the public in general. Who knew? That's what it says here. I didn't say that bit. That says who knew there. Chelsea FC will go from strength to strength, apparently. Uh... RUFC clubs will continue to struggle with more going into receivership. A possible return to the player status being semi-pro may have to be considered by some. Not That's a shit one. Who cares about that one? Educational reforms will again be at the forefront, especially with United, uh, sorry, university students who are not receiving the support. They're due. And the UK will not return to the EU. Well, we know that one. Mystic Veg, 
You, look, I already put Mystic fucking Veg on the list. Mystic Veg! You just made the list again! You're on there twice now. In 2021, Jemima predicted Christmas celebrations would be a modest affair, uh, which was the case in many households as Omicron took hold. That wasn't a prediction. That was obvious again. In 2019, she correctly predicted cricket success for England. Big Brother returning to our screens and the US romantic musical A Star Is Born winning an Oscar. Big Brother did not return to our screens in 2019. It's not returning until next year, which is four years after she said. Before that, she correctly foresaw Andy Murray winning Wimbledon, Euro Crisis and the Credit Crunch. Ah, her other predictions for this year include Gareth Southgate getting all, I don't care. Um, so then it's got all of her predictions for, so I could do fucking two on that. This is a long article. So basically, this woman's a fucking idiot. Um, How dare you? I said she's an idiot. So what are you babbling about? Nathan, um... Why don't I want Nathan to have a fight with uh, Mystic Veg? Let's see what that's about, right? But uh, that was the... What? What a week. Right. So it is time now for um, the topic, right? And this week's topic is the the 15-minute city. Now, I've got an article, article to read, and it's just to give you a quickie on this, right? Which is generally all I'm capable of, to be fair. Just to give you a quickie on this, this is 15-minute uh, cities. So if you don't know what I'm talking about and you've never heard of this before, this is something that they've been floating around. And I, I first read about it in, like, 2013 or something like that, right? It's to keep everybody, to build everything you need, like, so you can work, and you can uh, eat, and you can, there's takeaways and, and things around and places to work, but everything's walking distance, shops, supermarkets. Um, and it, people, conspiracy theorists, right, were saying it was probably, a, a possibly, not probably, a gateway to, um, you know, what's that? Uh, like, what do they call it? Universal basic income. So, like, basically, this is your city. It's 15 minutes everywhere. You can have everything you want, but we will take all of your belongings. You can rent your house from us. You can rent your car from us. But in return, we will give you universal basic income. You'll all have the same money, and you can give us X amount back um, for your belongings. You will own nothing and be happy, was the mantra, right? It's what people are talking about. And and people are now getting paranoid that this uh, 15-minute city thing is actually the prelude to to all of that. It's like the first thing they're trying to achieve. Once they can get us all to agree to be trapped, if I see it as trapped, but once they can all get us to agree to kind of like be, I will only use this area and I will pay fines or whatever I want to leave this area, then, you know, the digital currency could come in. Then you can't spend your money on whatever you want, the money that they're giving you. So basically, they'll have you twice because if if they give you universal basic income because there's no jobs... And they literally just want you to eat what they tell you to buy, like pay back for, for your house and your car, etc. And they're giving you the money to do it. Not only can they stop you spending your money on whatever you want, they can also not even give it to you to begin with if you do things that they, they want you to do. This is the conspiracy theory. I'm not saying that any of this is going to happen, right? I'm always... As that review says, devil's advocate, I do not know what's going on. I do not claim to know what's going on. This is what people are telling me, right? And and this is where the evidence points. 
Even if only some of it's true, it's bad enough, isn't it? Like, who wants to live in a 15-minute city? So let me read this article then um, about that. So that ain't it. It's fucking Mystic Veg. I'm going to read about that silly cunt again. So here we go. So this is from Spiked. And if I don't know what that website is, but it's got an upside down eye if you want to check it out. I don't know if you're going to type that in and look for it. Um, Gas go down, go boom, boom, my friend. Nathan pops up every now and then with just a randomness. Right. So it says here, uh, the green agenda is taking inspiration from the illiberal days of lockdown. Yes, it is. But, but as the conspiracy theorists say, was lockdown designed to get us ready for this? Is that why they did lockdown? To get us used to being locked down, to get us used to doing the greater good uh, and all that shit, right? So it says, most people will know Oxford as Britain's oldest seat of learning. What does that mean? I'm going to have a bit of coke and think about it. It's not coke. That is Pepsi Minimum. What well, I'll keep calling it Coke. Seat of learning. But according to the Sunday Times, it's better known to its residents for the gridlock traffic. In the past decades, town planners might have looked at this problem of high levels of congestion and drawn up plans for new and wider roads. But today, planners are gripped by an anti-car ideology. <laughs> Their focus is less on helping people get around than reducing our use of cars by any means necessary. This is absolutely true. And I'll get into why a little bit uh, afterwards, once I've read this out, unless it goes into it, this article. Again, I've not read this article. This looked, I read a little bit of it. This looks like it will do. This this gives you the, uh, the idea of what's going on. So to this end, Oxfordshire, or as Americans might say, Oxfordshire Shire, County Council, which is run by Labour, the Liberal Democrats and the Green Party. Wow, I didn't know that. So that that kind of says it all, don't it, right? So you've got um, the <laughs> Oxford County Council, which is run by Labour, the Lib Dems and the Greens. So you could you get three more Green Parties than that to push this through. No wonder it started in Oxford. Uh, want to divide the city of Oxford into six five-minute at 15 minute districts in these districts it is said most household essentials would be accessible uh, by a quarter of an hour walk or bike ride and so residents will have no need for a car so you can get around all fifth i mean it sounds all right if you don't need a car but what do you, you've got to go work right is that, i mean unless what i said before is true on the surface these 15 minute neighborhoods might sound pleasant and convenient no uh, it doesn't sound like on the surface or as deep as you want to go. But there is a coercive edge. The council plans to cut car use and traffic congestion by placing strict rules on car journeys. Under the new proposals, if any of Oxford's 150,000 residents uh, drives outside of their designated dis district more than 100 days a year, uh, he or she could be fined £70. He or she, you can't, you know, it's not always binary. It's not always he or she. How dare you, as Greta would say. How dare you? I can't believe they just used he or she. What about they and them and all that bollocks, right? Do not leave your allotted zone, at least most of the time. That is the policy. Or it could soon be after Oxfordshire 
uh, <laughs> County Council decides on the matter on the 29th of November. So this is obviously about a month old. No, this is from October this uh, this year. I say this year, this is New Year's Day. October last year, right? It's still this year when I'm recording this. I'm recording this on the 30th of December. Uh, although there is uh, a public consultation that's still ongoing, the council is likely to overrule any objections from residents. Labour councillor Duncan Enright, cabinet uh, member for travel and development strategy, has already declared that the policy is going to happen definitely. How do, this is supposed to be a democracy. How can you sit there and claim, just make a claim like that, this is going to happen definitely? Not going to put it to anybody. You know, the, we're, we're elected officials. We're supposed to put things to the vote, but this is happening definitely. We, I, I'm going to make a decision that this is the best thing for the fucking planet. What? I would shout right in his face if I was in his fucking blokes. Uh, Labour councillor Duncan Enright. You just made the list. Utter cunt, right? You might be next week's Doyle. I don't know. Run by a Labour administration, Oxford City Council takes a similar line. It's Local Plan 2040. Whenever I see these agendas and these, uh, when they've, we've got these dates that this needs to be done by, I always like, just want to punch someone in the face, to be honest with you. Um, places a strong emphasis upon the concept of the 15-minute city. Foremost in its vision and strategy, it's not residents, but the environment. Imagine that. Imagine the people not being in the in the plans. It's just the environment we need to uh, talk about. Oxford, we learn, is a human scale city. It has the potential to enable residents to live in a healthy and sustainable way. For example, because of the possibility of travelling by active modes, such as bike and by foot. Or as, what's that, Richard Aruardi? What was his name? That guy from the... Uh, I don't know, he calls it by leg when you walk. <laughs> this is how long it takes, by leg. Uh, which is why it is such a sustainable location for development, including jobs and housing. The environment will be central to everything we do. Clearly, Oxford City Council sees the 15-minute district concept as the key to the city's flourishing, not just lowering emissions of CO2 and part particulates or something fuck knows what that word means i never cl- look anyone like that's just joining this for the first time I, I never claim that i'm you know in any way the oracle of the english language right uh so where did this 15 minute city concept come from the answer is from an unholy mix of the uk labor party the american plutocracy what is that like that planet knocking around so someone's voted on pluto uh, and said, that actually, the Earth's a bit, the Earth needs to uh, stop killing itself. We're going to make people have 15 minutes. It is down there. Plumo, you just made the list. Okay, first planet to make the list. Well done. Um, I don't know what the fuck that's that means. The, the American plutocracy and the United Nations and French Academia. Right. The concept of the 15 minute city was born. Oh, bless him. With C40, chaired today by London Mayor Sadiq Khan. <sighs> if London Mayor Sadiq Khan got his uh, his wish, uh, London would be... China? I think so. Uh, C40 calls itself a network of mayors... <laughs> 
A network of mayors of nearly 100 world-leading cities collaborating to deliver the urgent action needed right now to confront the climate crisis. That's what it calls itself. That there. So that is in bracket. That is in uh, what they call speech marks. So see what it calls itself. A network of mayors in nearly 100 world-leading cities collaborating to deliver the urgent uh, action needed right now to confront the climate crisis. I've heard of better nicknames, to be honest. It's not very catchy. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, does it? I, f- I think I'd stick to say faulty if I were you, rather than that really, really long, ridiculous name. Central to the birth of the project was another former London mayor, Ken Livingston. Red Ken. He was another cunt. Livingston was often explicit. Oh, he swore a lot. I have to, whatever I put a podcast out there, I have to make. Is this explicit? Is this for children? No. It's explicit. Uh, Livingston was often explicit in his anti car ideology. In 1999. Shortly before becoming mayor, Livingston famously remarked, he said then, like, what they got to say that for? He said, like he said, he didn't remark. Stop trying to, like, he remarked. I, I remarked to this. No, I said, right? Fucking idiots. He remarked, I hate cars. If I ever get any powers again, I'll ban the lot. Fuck off, Ken. How are you going to get around then, you sad prick? As mayor in 2005, Livingston staged the first C20 climate change summit. Within a year, his initiative was backed by former US President Bill Clinton. Oh, sorry, Clinton. Oops. Uh, Charitable Foundation. Oh, what, the Haiti Fund or whatever it was? That's not suspicious in any way, is it? Oh, so I'm, I'm actually. Oh, let's so listen to some music quickly. Has everyone forgotten about what I just said? I'm not suicidal in any way. Sorry, Bill. Just thought I'd play a bit of music there to calm everybody down. Um, it's the only song I've got on there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Take it up with Swift. I didn't make it. Um, Yes, so in 2007, billionaire and New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg hosted the second summit. By this point, the group had been renamed C40. It sounds like a droid from Star Wars, this, by the way, uh, as it featured 36 mayors from four, 36 mayors from major global cities. So let's call it C40 then, because there's 36 of us. Makes sense. The C40, is, is 40 a, uh, a Masonic number, by the way? I don't know this, right? But people probably tell me that it is. I don't know. <laughs> um, the C40 mayors would later be invited to the United Nations COP21 climate confab in Paris in 2015. The mayors basked. Oh, God, did they? What are they? Sharks now? In the, gr- well, they are. In the green limelight. Staking their claims as crucial voices in shaping and advocating a strong summit agreement. Significantly, it was at COP21 that Carlos Monero, a professor at Sorbonne, whatever, University Paris, presented the idea of a 15-minute city. For Moreno, the concept was very simple. Why does a noisy and polluted street need to be noisy and polluted? Moreno said. Moreno even sounds humanistic when he proclaims that cities must adapt to humans, not the other way around. Yet there is no no pro-human, there is little pro-human about the concept. And the fact that he took the COVID lockdowns mm, to really give the idea a boost is telling in this regard. That's right, spiked. 
So from the moment of 15 Minute City came in 2020, oh, the big moment for the, for the 15 Minute City came in 2020 when the Socialist Party candidate for mayor of Paris. What are mayors? Why are all the mayors coming out with this bollocks, right? Just fuck off mayors. Who gave mayors power? Like we've got presidents, prime ministers, whatever. Mayors, oh, I'm a mayor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out with this load of bollocks. Oh, mayors! You just made the list! Cunts, right? Uh, <laughs> come into one, I'll forget where I am. Uh, as Politico noted earlier in the week, this uh, mayor, Anne Hidad, Hidalgo, Hidalgo, or something like that, pitched to turn the French capital into a city of proximity where children walk to school and residents know their local baker. Struck a cold at a time when COVID-19 lockdowns meant people were suddenly spending a lot more time in their own neighbourhoods. Enthusiasm for the idea sparked similar campaigns in Dublin, Barcelona, Milan and Lisbon. Just last month, C40 announced a partnership with United Nations Habitat, Carlos Moreno and the Danish property investor NREP which manages several million square metres of real estate across Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Norway, and Poland. They've got no one there. Like, what the fuck are they getting involved for? The project aims to fund a new green and thriving neighbourhoods programme, deliver proof of concept for a 15-minute city, policies, and empower cities around the globe to implement ambitious net zero and people-centred neighbourhoods. Fucking hell. Advocates like to present 15-minute cities as people-centred, but we should be sceptical of these claims. No, should we? Thanks, Spike, for pointing that out to me. You, uh, I'm going to have to call you this. You unbelievable clown! Yeah. <laughs> Given that they only seem to come from high-placed politicians. Exactly, whenever a politician that's got everything he needs tells you what's good for you, always be sceptical. He's talking bollocks, generally, right? Uh, wealthy institution out of touch uh, academics and it was only after lockdowns that the previously unthinkable idea of confining people to their local areas for the greater good was to gain currency able to gain currency it, uh, as usual it's ordinary people who will suffer the cost of the 15 minute city particularly urban car owners and families who regularly travel across town to visit relatives or friends or to go to work and we so what they're going to use it so if you go to work more than 100 days you oh, you have to pay a fine and we shouldn't forget the needs of older citizens for those disabilities and children as well as the women who so often look after them why are women why are you saying women look after them but men that's sexist, as far as I'm concerned. The many practical problems of the 15-minute city are easy to see. Advocates seem to have forgotten that simple bad weather can make a car indispensable. And as Oxford City Council concedes, while most of the city has a very good accessibility to the district centre, uh, there are clearly a few areas outside of this 15-minute walk. This means that residents will have to contend themselves with local centres Though these have a much greater range of a much smaller range of facilities and are often slightly less well connected by public transport, people centred hardly. That's what it says there, right? Uh, I don't know. For the first time, or even the last, the net zero agenda seems to have taken far too much inspiration from those liberal days of lockdown. That is the end of the article. So, yeah, not only that, right? So they're also playing with the idea in Canterbury, which is in Kent, which is just up the road here from me, really, right? And um, they're, they're looking at rolling this out everywhere in London, obviously Paris, everywhere they've just mentioned there, 15-minute cities. So even, 
how can they put it in place now before they've got the infrastructure there to even do it? That's, that's what doesn't make sense to me the most. But secondly, why are you doing it? What are you actually saving? CO2, like, again, I'll say this, and, and, I, and I understand the argument against, don't get me wrong, right, I do. But uh, we in the UK, the K of you, right, people might not know this if you're listening in America, you might not know this, but in the UK, we are responsible for less than 1% of all of the carbon emissions in the world, less than 1%. Now, I can say that, and I can also agree with people that uh, disagree with me, and they're right, that we also send uh, all of our work to China for cheap labor. So basically, us needing stuff and ordering it from China creates carbon emissions in China and therefore they should be attributed to us and not China. Right. But actually in this country, which includes cars and transport is less than 1%. So how are you, what, what are you hoping to achieve by making people not drive anywhere? It doesn't make a lot of sense at all. And, uh, how dare you, you? Can fuck off your little cunt. You just made the list again. So I think about her. Right. So let's have a quick, quick look. Oh, before I move on to the uh, to the uh, the line, which I'm going to tell you about in Saudi Arabia. As far as the cars and the transport, I was listening to a couple of guys talking. As some, most people that have bought expensive electric cars have wanted to return them, and some of them have. Car dealerships don't really want to deal with electric cars because there's too many comebacks, too many things going wrong. It's costing them a fortune. There's no money in it. But not only that, a very good point was made. Um, by a, a haulage company that was listening to, to the guy talking on a podcast yesterday. And uh, he was saying that um, the uh, at the moment, they're spending, a, obviously the price of diesel has gone through the roof anyway, but they're spending a fortune just uh, filling these, all of the, the trucks up, the lorries, trucks, wherever you're from, doesn't matter. Delivery plate vehicles, let's call them. And... Uh, they all run on diesel, which is the cheapest way to run because it goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. Obviously, it's quite expensive to buy, but it runs and runs and runs, especially if you're motorway driving uh, a lot at, at, at speed. And to replace that with uh, a delivery service, anyone delivery service, where you would have, you know, bear in mind, not just in the K of you, where we're literally 400, 500 miles from top to bottom. In America, when you are state to state and when you are on the road forever delivering, how on earth does it work there when you only get a 250-mile radius on your battery if you're brave, right? Most people would have to charge way before that because you just, at the moment, you find you might find yourself in the middle of nowhere. I know they're going to put infrastructure in place where there's a lot more charging ports and things like that. But they better pretty, they better hurry up and get it in place where you can charge. Not, the batteries need to at least last four hundred miles, right? But you 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 would know as well as me. Anybody listening to this is probably listening. Most of you listening on mobile phones. Your phone battery over time has got less charge, right? So you you might get you know twenty four hours out of it when you first get it, or thirty six hours, and within a year it'd be down to twenty. And then and, and car batteries are, are going to do the same as that, right? So if, you, if you're starting the car getting uh, two and a half, 300 miles, within two years, you'll be getting 150 miles or 200 miles, right? Am I wrong about that? I don't think I am. Um, I might be. I'm happy to be wrong about it. But even, even so, so, let's just give you the benefit of that and the, the battery life never goes down. Then 
you have to charge for, you know, at least half an hour, an hour, maybe two hours. If you've got a fast charge, I don't know. If, you, if you're charging a battery that's going to pull a lorry along or a truck, is that going to require lots more power? I honestly don't know. But can these drivers take that many breaks and the country not grind to a standstill? Someone was saying we're going to achieve our net zero in this country and America as well. But it won't be because we achieve net zero. It would be because everything just collapses because it's not it's not feasible to do it with the way things are currently. I know they've got till 2030, agenda 2030 to get all this in place, but I don't think uh, everybody's calling for it to be put back. Maybe they're started with the 15 minute cities. They're calling it 2040 now. So maybe they'll put the, the car batteries and shit, the, uh, the electric cars, all that twaddle. I can't stand all of that shit. Um, and has anyone noticed as well that, as electric cars get more and more popular. Now, first of all, they were trying to get you to get electric cars. And it was like supermarkets in their car parks was doing free charging points. Like not, not three, the, uh, the uh, number, letter three, not, not the number three, um, three, but now that's not the case. They're now charging you there and the electricity in your home has now gone up massively. Right? So is there any coincidence that the electricity bills for everybody has gone up now? that the cars need to be charged in the home or now they're getting popular. Just putting that out there. And the idea is to uh, get everyone on those, those chargeable scooters. I think that you just get you order online. You've seen them, you just order online and, and they, you pick them up from the street and then you drop them off somewhere and fucking weird world we live in. Anyway, let's quickly talk about the line here. Um, this is in Saudi Arabia. This is from the actual website of, of neomsaudicity.net, right? So it says, the lion design, His Royal Highness Mohammed bin Salman. Do I have to say his name again? You just made the list! That cunt. Crown Prince and Chairman of Neom. Is this Royal Highness Prince twat is fucking in charge of everything in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the the Neom Board of Directors on 25th of July announced the designs of the line, a civilizational revolution that puts humans first, really, provide an unprecedented urban living experience. A cornerstone of Saudi Vision 2030 hmm, is an economic, World Economic Forum, uh, engine, engine for the kingdom. It will drive diversification. Obviously, that's the most important thing in the world, diversity, obviously and aims to contribute 380,000 jobs in the future and SAR 100 billion, US dollars 48 billion, to domestic GDP by 2030. His Royal Highness here, because he's concerned about the, the, the country being rich, and because he, it's going to really affect him. Uh, His Royal Highness said, throughout the history, cities were built to protect their citizens. After the Industrial Revolution, cities were prioritised machines and factories over people. In cities that are viewed as the world's most advanced, people spend years of their lives commuting it. By 2050, commute durations will double. By 2050, 1 billion people will have to relocate due to rising CO2 emissions and sea levels. 90% of people breathing polluted air. I cannot disagree with that, right? This is the one thing I do agree with on all of this. In London, I know people that were severely affected just being in London, just working in London. And... um with asthma and all sorts because of the CO2. So that is a big problem. And and I do 
kind of understand that point of it. I don't think it's warming the planet. I, the evidence I'm seeing is 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 by far by far to be settled. But I and I think that uh, that that this 15 minute citizenship is bollocks. I think that there's other ways around this. But the uh, pollution, but I'm not sure if it's pollution because I saw something interesting on the TV that that we're all that they're finding in, in dead bodies and stuff. They're finding oh, this is yeah the TV, so it might not be incredible, but they're finding microplastics in everybody's brains and shit. Like when 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 they work on people that after death, and they, and they're claiming that these microplastics are coming from uh, rubber on tires. So that could be like the rubber on tires as, as the tires turn or skid or wheel spin or whatever, or even just drive along. It's kicking up rubber, tiny micro particles of rubber that we're breathing in without knowing it. And it's basically fucking us over. Uh, there's so many. of So this could be what's, what's causing people the respiratory problems. I don't know. Um, I might be wrong, obviously. Uh, so it says here, why should we sacrifice nature for the sake of development? So what they're saying is that every time we build a city, we're sacrificing nature. They're doing it for the greater good. They're, pre they're pretending. Why should 7 million people die every year because of pollution? Why should we lose 1 million people to every, every year due to traffic accidents? Why should we accept wasting years of our lives commuting? Therefore, we need to transform the concept of a conventional city into that of a futuristic one. His Royal Highness added today as the chairman and board of directors in Neom, I present to you the line. So what are you babbling about? That's what I need to ask this bloke, right? So like, when they said that the line was was going to be good for everyone, I said... Fake news. That's what I said about it. A city of a million residents. A city of a million residents with a length of 170 kilometers that preserves 95 percent of nature within neon with zero cars zero streets and zero carbon emissions carbon emissions the line is the first time in 150 years that a major urban development has been designed around people not roads walkability will define life on the line every time they say the line they put it in capitals and a line underneath it which is quite ridiculous all essential daily services, such as schools, medical clinics, leisure facilities, as well as green spaces, will all be within a five-minute walk. You need to look this up. If you're listening to this and you want to see what this line is, check out the green spaces on it. It looks like a horror film. Right? Uh, Ultra-high-speed transit and autonomous mobility solutions will make travel easier and give residents the opportunity to reclaim time to spend on health and well-being when you never go out. Like, literally, the outdoor area is inside the line. Like, it's got... It's like... I don't know. Imagine Central Park in New York and then imagine pushing all of the buildings that, that surround Central Park, crushing them into the centre of Central Park just to leave a sliver of Central Park with buildings towering over every angle. That is their outside space in the line. Um, ultra high speed transit and autonomous mobility solutions will make life easier to give residents the opportunity to claim time on health and well-being. It's expected no journey will be longer than 20 minutes. The Lions community will be cognitive. Oh, how, how can I miss this opportunity? How can I miss this opportunity? Sounds like cognitive dissonance to me, mate. Uh, I've lost where I am. I was so excited about that. Was that a wank when they said cognitive? I thought I could use that uh, little line there. Uh, the, redefine, the line will compromise curb and positive. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I've lost where I was. Oh, the Lions communities will be cognitive, powered by AI. <sighs> 
Continuously learning predictive ways to make life easier, creating time for both residents and businesses. An estimated 90% of available data will be harnessed to enhance infrastructure capabilities far beyond the 1% typically um, utilized for existing smart cities. Redefining sustainability, the line will compromise comp uh, carbon positive urban developments powered by 100% clean energy providing pollution free healthier and more sustainable environments for residents mixed use communities will be uh, built around nature instead of over it Neom sectors of the future, headed by global industrial leaders, are already addressing some of the world's most pressing challenges. They are pioneering a new marketplace for breakthrough innovations and creating opportunities to attract talent, investors and partners to become part of its business ecosystem. Construction on the line will commence on quarter one of 2021. So they've started it already. The line is one of the most complex and challenging infrastructure projects in the world and forms part of extensive development work already underway at NEOM. NEOM is part of a world-class diversified portfolio of Saudi Arabian public investment fund and one of the largest sovereign wealth funds in the world. So it's got like it's uh, it's on on the Red Sea. This thing apparently um, it is. If you should if you look it up, it literally looks like a skyscraper in a in a line, uh, in a kind of square. I think, but it, but everyone lives. It's just like a, a block of glass that goes from inland to a coast, uh, and and in the middle of it is your green area. Like it's like a horror film. It's it's like one of these films where people don't know they're, they're actually AI, or one of these films where they're just sort of stuck somewhere, don't realise that there's a world outside of there. It's like that. That's what it looks like to me. Um, I don't want to live in a line. I don't want to live in. That uh, uh, there's a. Uh, Oh, yeah. So there's comments underneath. Um, I'm not going to bother replying because you won't get a response anyway. But yeah, what do you think about the line? Let me know at what cost on all the social media, not just the line. Say if, like, they, if they'd started to say wherever you live, if you're not in Oxford, you're not going to care at the moment. This is the problem. This stuff creeps up on everybody. And then before you know it, it's your town that's going to be a 15 minute city. I don't live in a city, but I'll be a 15 minute town. I'll Sort of am now, to be honest. I only work five minutes away. I don't, I'm moaning about it. this. Won't affect my wages. So it won't affect my life. But uh, I haven't got a little thing saying don't affect my life. So. Don't affect my wages. It won't affect anything about me. I don't do fuck all other than podcast and go to work. That's it. Go to the gym, which is also ten minutes that way. So yeah, let me know what you think. If if, if you're scared about this, um, you fucking should be, to be honest. But uh, I think I'm going to jump on and do a hate of the week now because I don't really know what else to talk about with that. Canterbury, Oxford, the line, and obviously Paris is coming for this sort of stuff. If you, if you know about this, anything, anyone in America, listen, if you know that this is happening in the States, let me know um, and I will feature that as well. But now it is time for Shut Up and Sit Down. Yes, it is the hate, the hate of the week, right? And uh, this week, uh, this is something I've been meaning to do for quite some time, this hate. Um, I've probably done it before, but I'm going to put a little bit of a different twist on it because something bothers me about humans, uh, especially of the male variety. So where I work, 
there's like a public, we've got staff toilets and whatnot upstairs, but there's public toilets that are just quicker to get to. So I just go in there, right? And uh, in, in there, there's two um, of those, I don't know if you've seen them, but back in the day, the only place I knew that had these was McDonald's and they was called McWash, which was fucking ridiculous. What? Exactly, right? That was called McWash. <laughs> so what actually were these, Mc, I'm gonna, just going to call them McWash for the sake of it, right? But you, you put your hands in it and, and it detects your hand or you press the button. I think back then you had to press a button one once. Put your hands in it, water comes down. Not go boom, boom, but water you'd, would come down. Then you'd get squirted with soap. Then you wash your hands together. Happy birthday twice, all that bollocks. Then you get more water, wash all the soap off. Then it becomes a hand dryer. All the time, your hands are under this one thing in this little little this little compartment, I guess, where they go, right? And uh, no one knew how to use this fucking thing, so it went. Obviously, then, as people say these days, the way people talk, COVID hit, right? Which doesn't make any sense. COVID hit. Um, and... We, everyone decided that touching anything was certainly going to kill you. Certain death, if you uh, if you touch something what? during COVID. What? That's what I used to think, right? Whenever I heard that. So you can't even touch a tap or t- or go to a sink to wash your hands or anything because someone else might have been there first. So you wash your hands and you turn it off, and all oh, someone else might have touched that with COVID. So I'm going to die now. So so. Th- so they brought all these things in that reminded me of the McWash back in the day. So there's it. So, but there's no button there. It's just sensory. So you put your hand, you've got to touch anything because obviously you get COVID if you touch the button, unless you're sitting down uh, with a mask on. And then, no, if you're sitting down, you ain't got to wear a mask. Right? Put your hands in this thing. The uh, water comes out. Go boom, boom. Soap comes out. Wash your hands. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. More water. Get all the thing out. Leave your hands there the whole time. It will switch, switch, switch. It tells you a million times all over this McWash thing, right? That that's what's going to happen. Then the hand dryer comes on. Easiest thing in the fucking world. All you've got to do is read. Every time I'm in now, you get a bloke. You come in, like, especially the builders, that sort of type of bloke, right? They'll come in and they'll be like swinging their cock fucking with their mates, right? Cock comes out, goes boom, boom. Cock flops about everywhere, pissing all over the place, everywhere but the urinal. What's it? Go over like because obviously it's it's not a, it's not a nineteen sixties tap and sink, so they don't know how to use it. So they go over there and they're like, "What's this load of newfangled bollocks? Yeah, what's this? Put your hand in. What's that water coming from? What did you think was going to come out, mate? Tarantulas? What, what's what, what's the what's the shock of this, right? Well, what's this fuck? Oh, fucking water! Now what? Now fuck? Who's oh, fucking soap on me now? What's fuck's going on? What's going? Yeah, at eye level, you put your hand in this thing. At eye level, now it's telling you what's going to happen next in front of your eyes, right there. Water, then soap, then a pause while you do the soap bollocks. Then the next thing is more water. Keep them there and it will dry your hands, right? But no. Hands go in. What's this? Oh, shocked by water suddenly. What did you think was going to come out? Oh, what's this? Oh, fucking water. Oh, I've missed the soap now because I brought my hands out. Oh, now what? I'm more fucking water. All I want to do is dry me. Oh, fuck it. Then the dryer comes on as they walk off, right? 
and they just slam, slam for dot. Somehow it's the machine's fault for being stupid because they've got one brain cell, this person, right? And this happens with everybody. I've seen people kicking these things. I've seen them fuck. Ah, fuck. Like, they're always shocked by the, by the presence of water in a sink, which is the weirdest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life, right? They're always shocked by it and soap. Like right, you get almost get the impression that they're only doing it because other people are in there watching them, and they don't want to not wash my hands. But they've stopped now. Like these things are so complicated for people that people do not wash their hands. They just have a piss, flop their cock around everywhere, piss everywhere, shake, shake, shake all the piss out of my cock, and then they go open the door with their hand, right, and just leave. They've probably sprayed the entire room with their piss anyway, all over their own clothes, all over their own hands. Get out of the room. And I'm standing because I'm, I can actually use the hand wash thing because it tells you every step of the fucking way what to do anyway. So you wash your hands in there. And, I, and I'm, I think, I've just washed my hands. Fuck COVID. This prick has just pissed all over that door, literally, by waving his cock around the room and then pissing over his hands, not washing his hands, whatever. So then I've got to like put my hands under my own clothes to open the door or try and open, you know, that thing where you press it or no one would have touched that before. But they do. Everyone touches, everyone has the same idea and tries to touch the door in places that other people that have pissed everywhere wouldn't be touching the door. And it just pisses me off. I just like, why can't you figure this fucking thing out? It's literally the most simple thing in the world. It tells you there in the massive letters right in front of your eyes. Water, soap, pause while you, while you while rub soap in. Then more water. Then hand dryer. Keep your hands underneath at the old times and the whole thing will be done for you. You don't need to do anything other than put your hands in there and wait and rub them together a bit. But this is too much for the fucking people round here. They don't know what to fucking do with it. I don't know how they have a navigated life if this is confusing to them. Ah, this fucking newfangled fucking I want is a fucking bit of water on me fucking hands. Yeah, you got some. It's called piss. Get out, you smelly bastard. All right? And that is my hate of the week. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> short and sweet. Next week, then, there's probably not going to be a show. As far as I know, there's not going to be a show because we are recording the Patreon next week. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. That will be a super deep dive on the Obamas. Done a little bit of research already. Got to do a little bit more. Uh, I'm hoping it's next week. I'm not going to guarantee that, but it will be within January, right? It will be in January. Uh, that'll be January's deep dive on the Patreon. If you're not subscribed, go over there. It's less than a pound a week. www.patreon.com forward slash whatcast. Um, and uh, definitely Amelia will be joining that one. <sighs> About Michelle slash Michael Obama and Barack Obama and what sort of shady shit they might have been up to over the years to get to where they did and what shady shit they might be up to these days. All speculation, of course. I'm not suicidal. But uh, keep, um, obviously, I'm going to mention again, Whatcast Extra. Go subscribe to that. Some of the shows will appear on this feed with this one, but they will all be on their own feed and they're all over there now and going back a year when it used to be called The Daily What, over a year. Um, go listen to all of them um, if you haven't done so far but go and subscribe and please keep coming with the five star reviews keep coming with the reviews on Spotify I know loads of people are listening and doing doing it because it does really help in the algorithm and this show that's why I put some of the Whatcast extras on this show because it pushes them right up the algorithm because we've got a few decent reviews there whereas 
what cost extra, go there and do the same for that. Give it five stars on the Spotify or give it a five-star review on the Apple or just write reviews for it to push it up the algorithm so that show can start doing its own thing as well. Um, and, you know, then I'll do more of them as well. Thanks for listening. Um, I've got to find my little what cost out thing there. Oh, oh what a clothesline. And I'll see you later. You have been listening to WhatCast. Follow and contact us on the Twitter, the Book of Face, and the Gram of Insta at WhatCast with a K. 